the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for the Church of the Week, showcasing churches and pulpit ministries from across the greater San Francisco Bay Area. Well, today on the program, for some of you, we introduce you to a new friend, and for others, a bit of a walk down memory lane. Relationship with our guest today not only goes back years, in fact, it goes back decades in ministry that stands upon the shoulders of generations that have impacted the greater San Francisco Bay Area for Christ. Longtime listeners to this station may be um, reminiscent of the ministry of Bishop E.E. Cleveland, who uh, pastors Ephesian Church of God in Christ. Let's see if I remember the address, Pastor. 1709 Alcatraz Avenue in the city of Berkeley. And then, of course, from there, his daughter, Ernestine Cleveland Reams, with the Center of Hope Community Church, ministering on MacArthur Boulevard in Oakland for many, many years, and now the third generation impacting the Bay for Christ. We're pleased to have join us today the senior pastor of Center of Hope Community Church of Oakland, Pastor Brandon Reams. And Pastor Reams, what a delight to have you on the program today. It kind of feels like old school or old home week. <laughs> Bless you, Craig. I tell you, I'm excited to be with you, and you know, I, I just are reminiscing and taking me back to my grandfather. I can recall being a little boy and many times if he was staying with uh, my mom or with us, um, he would, the person who did his taping, uh, the gentleman would come over, bring the tape recorders. They would, I mean, just tape his wonderful times of preaching on the air. I thank God for you. You share with me some of your memories of the Bishop E.E. E. Cleveland. Oh, gosh. You know, I, I just talk about a fire in his belly, uh, okay. e, even as he got up into years. And I, I my recollection, recollections of Bishop Cleveland go back to the 1980s. Uh, wow. Here he was a man who, who was passionate about yes. his relationship with Christ, sharing that relationship with others. And and bringing hope, uh, you know, at times certainly during the tumult of when he was pastoring in in the East Bay, we went through the Vietnam War. We were still dealing yeah. with the the backside of, of of separation between the races and all of those issues that posed not only social problems but spiritual problems. And I think one of the phenomenal things about the pulpit ministry of of E. e. Cleveland, your grandfather, is the fact that he wasn't afraid to preach the truth. And he knew that at the end of the day, the solution for what is troubling mankind centers right at the heart of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he never wavered for that that stance in all of his years in the pulpit ministry. And obviously he had some influence because not only yeah. did his daughter, your mom, continue on in pulpit ministry for many, many years. Now, of course, she's gone home to be with the Lord. And now yeah. you're carrying on that mantle. So talk about a tremendous legacy um, of just standing upon the shoulders of the saints down through the years of ministry to the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, just a phenomenal phenomenal impact and uh, we are so delighted to uh, to get a chance to spend some time with you today and and talk about not just the history of these ministries but the next chapter yeah. and and what God is is doing moving forward and, and and with that thought in mind let me ask you a question pastor reams uh, you've never wavered neither did your mom nor your grandfather, from staying right in the trenches. Even when the neighborhood sometimes changed, violence showed up in the neighborhood, people didn't want you there in some cases, and yet you believed the importance of being that that salt and light, that proclaiming of the gospel without compromise. And we look at Oakland today, and we know that nearly a day goes by that there's not some story about violence and things of this sort going on in the city. Give us your insights in terms of some of the challenges that you face pastoring a church in Oakland and your hope looking forward in pastoring a church in Oakland. You know, uh, yes, just, you know, you've touched on it. The gentrification, um, our neighborhoods have changed. Uh, I think about Oakland yesterday, and I was raised in the Oakland of yesterday. 
and um, the beautiful Lake Merritt and being able to enjoy um, our neighborhoods, our communities. And, you know, that was the real vision of my mother. Her vision was that we're not just a church, but we are a community church. The community has to be at the center of the core of ministry. And part of the problem, and, you know, yes, there are challenges. I'm finding pastors across the country are dealing with the same challenges, um, things that we are facing because our communities have changed. And, um, you know, things are different now. But the blessing is, and, you know, I just want to touch upon it because when you speak of my grandfather, when you speak of my mother, um, the power of their lives and the core of them was prayer. The core of Center of Hope is prayer and ministry and continuing to pray. And I found that when you really understand the power of prayer, and I'm not just talking about, you know, how you pray over your meal. No, no. I'm saying a prayer that um, is somewhat continuously turning as we are uh, ministering to people. We should be in prayer and praying for one another. Um, I'm excited to be with you today, but I will also now be adding you and your family to my prayer list people that I'm praying for because we, uh, they believed and stood on God's word as you shared, but right now where we are, and I'm, it's just so important. I know, you know, we have a lot of things going on, a lot of activities and all of that, and that's fantastic, but prayer has to be that core. It has to get you in a place where you're centered with God to be able to deal with all of the oncoming things that are happening around us. You know, I'm reminded of that passage where Paul exhorts the church to pray without ceasing. And some people say, oh my goodness, you're talking about up at four o'clock in the morning for six hours on my knees. That's an impossibility. But I think sometimes people go to an exaggeration and they fail to Mm -hmm. recognize that, yes, there are times of formal community prayer, but then there can be that spirit or that attitude of prayer. And I think that's what really Paul was referring to, that we are not only engaging the Lord at every moment, be it when we start our day, halfway through the day, a family member comes to mind to whisper a prayer for them. As we're driving down the street and we pass somebody that's been you know, injured in an accident to pray for mm-hmm. them, to keep that mm-hmm. dialogue with God going ceasingly, uh, without ceasing yeah. rather, throughout the entire day. And I think part of it is not only in terms of, of, of engaging in beseeching God to look after us and to protect us and recognizing him first and foremost as our source. But then, mm-hmm. too, I wonder the notion of prayer also being that communion, that dialogue with God. How can we as believers go out and share the good news of Christ and talk about our relationship with him if we don't talk to him? I mean, can you imagine uh, if, if you and your spouse— that co-pastors the church with you, if you and Maria never had a conversation and somebody would say, well, tell me about your wife. And you would, you would kind of shrug your shoulders. You wouldn't know what to say because you had not been in communion. You'd not been in conversation. And I wonder if the same thing is true in our relationship with God. You know, yes, it is, Craig. And I believe uh, there are times that we, we, we open up other avenues of communication. And this is where the Holy Spirit has had me for the last few months, we look at our devices and I look at how across the world, across the world, everybody has a phone in their hand across the world because they're communicating with someone. We often see people communicating with each other and that's important. We need to do that. But the issue is, what about that communication line with God that has nothing to do with AT&T, nothing to do with any other um, uh, phone, you know, communication system? That's what's important, that that line remains open, that not just your personal prayer time, but according to the word, it says, if two or three come together in my name. And what he's saying is if those three and, 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 and not just that literal number, but what he's speaking of is when we come together in corporate prayer, when we come together and I can hear your needs and you can hear my and, and many of us, we have a lot of the same needs but it's that it's that open line of communication with God, recognizing that, hey, you know, 
I appreciate the prayer lines that we have. Many of them were established. I appreciate the prayer groups that are forming and prayer groups that have been together. But what about that personal inner prayer? That inner, you know, you know, that prayer that as you share, that non-ceasing, that where prayer is continuously not only in your heart, but when you see the need. And I believe this is where Jesus was so powerful. I believe his spirit always was in a place where even those who might not have been completely obedient to his word and doing what he wanted them to do, his heart reached out to them and they were able to receive what he was sharing because it's coming from a spirit of prayer, a place of prayer. I know we need to move on. I know you got some more questions. Well, you know what, though? I love that analogy, and I want to stay with it for just a moment because, you know, you're right. Everybody these days, from the young kids to the old folks, seemingly all have a cell phone in their hand. And, and, you know, you you go to a restaurant, you see everybody around the table. We're not talking with each other. We might even be texting across the table, but we're always on that phone. But here's, I think, the important thing that goes to the heart of what you're sharing. And that is this idea that sometimes when you pick up that phone, you might call a friend or an associate or a neighbor or a family yes. member and not get a response. It might go straight yes. to voicemail. You might get a busy signal. You might text them and never get a message back. You might find out that mm-hmm. you don't get any signal, and so you can't mm-hmm. communicate. And yet with God, he's always available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Doesn't matter whether or not you've paid your bill. Doesn't matter what the connection signal strength looks like. God is always there and willing and able and ready to take our call and to be an answer to that prayer. Now, sometimes the answer is no, right? I mean, not, not every prayer gets an affirmative answer. But every yes. prayer, I believe, does get an answer. And I think the church really comes, needs to come back full circle in recognizing yeah. that as much as we marvel about all the communications that we have, none of it, none of it matches the superiority of the communication system that God created eons ago that yes. through the Holy Spirit we might not only walk in fellowship with him but actually be in day-to-day communication constantly should we so desire with the very creator of the heavens and universe himself now if that doesn't blow somebody's mind i don't know what does (laughs) Uh, you know craig now see you 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 know you you've kind of riled up the preacher in me because i'm just sure you know not only is what did god establish um uh communication wireless communication because he was always communicating with his people. But I think about the fact that uh, Daniel didn't have a cell phone, but in the lion's den, God had a connection with Daniel. And what I love about the connection of God is even when danger is around you, even when chaos and confusion can be his line to you directly, to your heart is going to be there to give you the peace And to allow you to know that not only am I with you in this situation, but I've got this situation under control. So uh, be peaceful. Rest in the midst of lions, in the midst of chaos and craziness and those who are causing confusion. You can still have a peace because of your direct connection to God. When your mother established Center of Hope Community Church in the city of Oakland and all the challenges that we've seen Oakland go going experience down through the years at any time she could have said what am i doing we can move to los angeles we can get huge crowds don't have to worry about all this crime and all this drama going on it'll be a lot easier yes now with third generation continuing to essentially grow where god planted you yes two questions Mm -hmm. why do you stay and what is your biggest prayer your biggest burden for the city of oakland You know, um, we stay, Craig, and that's very easy because we've been called. We've been called there. That's where God has placed us. There's an anointing on uh, not just the church. There's an anointing on that area. Because when Bishop Reams first uh, came to uh, the Center of Hope Church, because she had even spoke to us prophetically when we were on 98th Avenue and said, we're going to our new church. We're going to our new location, a place that God has destined and designed for us. And his anointing will remain there as long as we continue to be a people of prayer. And so 
uh, we're there because we know God has called us there to that community and to be a blessing. My biggest prayer right now, uh, Brother Craig, because it's even touched our ministry uh, with the violence. Uh, we've had a number of members uh, who were carjacked, uh, gone through traumatic situations that have happened. And I'm going to be honest, sometimes pastors don't want to be real, but uh, the enemy will even try to attack the people of God. And so right now, our prayer, our prayer is that not only there will be a peace, we have a banner in front of our church letting them know that we're praying for peace in our city, but we are believing God that God's getting ready to turn Oakland around for his good. And, and our prayer is that God will use not only the churches, but there's some people that maybe they don't uh, operate like me and you, Brother Craig, but they love God. They have a relationship with God. They know God. It's time for us to link up as one. As you were sharing earlier about Bishop Cleveland and, and even my mother, uh, there was a time when things would happen and the men and women of God would come together, stand together, march together, and decree and declare that God must reign in this city. That time has to come back That where we are recognizing that just as I shared earlier, we are better together. We can get it done if we will remain together. Certain things have to be put aside. I share with people all the time. You can't uh, show up in the church with a judgmental spirit. It doesn't matter what happened at your last church or what happened. Uh, uh, no church is perfect. Nobody. Uh, all hospitals have issues. Come on. All businesses have issues. So uh, for some reason, people love to put the spotlight on the church. And act like, well, look at all that's wrong. No, no, no. Everybody has issues and problems and things that they're working out. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in, allowing people to flow together and come together. But when you show up, you show up with an open heart, a heart saying, God, allow me to receive what I need to receive from you so that I can be my best. Uh, you know, I have a song out and, um, you know, I'll share that with you. It's called Let It Go. Let It Go. Sometimes we're holding on to things. That God is saying, let it go, release it. You've got to move on. It could be a loved one, family member. You got to let it go. Bless you, Craig. I'm mindful of the pastor who said we need to take it to the altar and then take it to the streets, meaning yes. take our burdens to his altar and take our message of hope to the streets. For folks that are new to the Bay Area or perhaps Pastor Reams looking for a new church home, take a moment, if yes. you would, and tell us a bit about what God is doing at Center of Hope Community Church. I'll mention for listeners, you're meeting at 4111 MacArthur Boulevard in the city of Oakland. Information available at Center of Hope Community Church Ministries at C-O-H-C-C, just abbreviated, C-O-H-C-C Ministries.org. Tell us. Listen, you are invited. I'm letting you know we have a beautiful in-person worship, 9 a.m. every Sunday morning, in-person worship, 9 a.m. Um, just as what I have on today, we have no dress code. Uh, we're not putting up all type of rules and regulations. We are inviting you and your family to come in to be a part. We are inviting you to join us, other families. We have a wonderful children's ministry, those who are working with our children. But we come in to glorify and give God the glory for all that. And I'm inviting all races. It does not matter. You are invited. We don't see our church as, no, no, we are God's church. We are representing the love of Jesus Christ. You say, Pastor, well, I can't make it. Join us online. We have a beautiful online worship, 9 a.m., the same service, the same service. You can join us online. And we also have a wonderful prayer line. We have a wonderful prayer line. You say, Pastor, I can't get online. Well, listen, you can get on our prayer line. And I'm going to give this number, Craig, and if possible, you can post it later. But we have a wonderful prayer line that you can call in on also on Tuesday evenings. It's called Real Talk Tuesday. Real Talk Tuesday. And, um, and, and, and yes, that same prayer line you can call in on. That number is 805-706-5775. 805 706 
5775. You can call in on that line on Sundays, 9 a.m., and you can hear the full service live right there on your device, or you can call in on that number on Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. And I would invite you sometime, Brother Craig, tune in. Real Talk Tuesday, where we deal with real issues right for, oh, come on, we come from the Word of God, but we owe every now and then, Craig, you got to have a real talk. There comes a time you got to sit that child down and say, hey, these are the brass tacks. This is what it's all about. Real talk, not pulling any punches, being real. We just had a wonderful time where we dealt with mental illness. We talked about it, and I bring on the specialists who can share about it and talk about it. Real Talk Tuesday, every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. I would encourage you to be a part. Join us in person or online Sunday mornings, 9 a.m., And I tell you, we have an awesome time of worship. Three generations of spiritual impact in the greater San Francisco Bay Area. Center of Hope Community Church, located at 8411 MacArthur Boulevard in the city of Oakland. Information available again online at COHCC Ministries, Center of Hope Community Church Ministries, cohccministries.org, or you can call yes. them at area code 510-633-5133. Our thanks to Pastor Brandon Reams for being with us today. Pastor, what a delight to kind of reminisce and also talk about what God is doing today and is continuing to do in and through the ministry of Center of Hope Community Church. Thank you again for your time. Thank you so much. If you have your Bibles, very quickly, let's go to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah, the first chapter, a few verses there. Praise God. Jeremiah, the first chapter, beginning in verse number four. And then we're going over to Ezekiel. And the final verse will be 2 Corinthians. But we're starting in Jeremiah, the first chapter, beginning in verse number four. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom, yes, to all to whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces. Tell your neighbor, don't be afraid. We don't have time to be afraid of their faces. For I am with you to deliver you. Thank you, Lord, says the Lord. Verse 9, then the Lord put his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms. I'm going to stop there. We're going to Ezekiel. Ezekiel the 36th chapter. Ezekiel the 36th chapter. Beginning in verse number 25. A few verses there. Ezekiel the 36th chapter. Starting in verse 25. Then I will sprinkle clean water. Somebody say clean water. He says then I will sprinkle clean water on you. And you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Oh, somebody missed it. I will give you a new heart. Somebody say a new heart. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers you shall be my people and I will be your God one final verse 2nd Corinthians 5 and 17 I want to share this one verse with you 2nd Corinthians 5 and 17 therefore if anyone is in Christ. Somebody say, in Christ. Oh, oh, make sure your neighbor heard it. Say, in Christ. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Ah, I want you to catch that. Thank God for Jesus. 
He says, the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Thank God for the reading and the hearing of God's word. If you got a neighbor close by, I tell your neighbor, say, the it factor. That's it. Come on, make sure, you, make sure they get it. Say, the it factor makes a difference. Let me just share with you for a few moments, and a lot of this was from what our brother Fred Hammond was teaching on yesterday. And what I want you to get in your spirit, how many you know sometimes you can have uh, what you think God wants you to say? Or, 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 come on, let's be honest, how many times have people maybe come to you and you needed to share with them, and instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to speak, you gave your opinion? Amen. Let's be honest. And how many you know sometimes you can have certain things planned, and how many you know God will change your plans? Now, I'm, I'm talking to those who are walking with him, those who, uh, who understand that you can start off your day with your agenda, but God has a way. Come on. Oh, he'll change your agenda. Now, there's a few of us, we listen. If God says do it this way, if God, well, come on. But, oh, but then there's some say, no, this way. How many of you have learned, I'd rather do it God's way? I just want to share and drop in your spirit because the it factor because in, in many of you, you can go and read and see his testimony right there on YouTube and you can get all of them for all of his testimony that he shared. But uh, uh, what I want you to get in your spirit, how many of you know God knew us before we knew our mother? I said God knew us because uh, the prophet Jeremiah makes it clear. He says, listen, the Lord said before I formed you, before I in the womb. Before you had a name, you were a it. Somebody missed it. Come on, before, now I know maybe your parents had your name, but when you were in the womb, you didn't have no name. You were an it. And how many of you know some people still see us as an it? Come on, they don't want to respect who we are or, or what God, no, you, oh, now see, I know there's a few of us, you know, we're going to be real today. Because see, sometimes we want to feel like, well, God, I'm this and I'm that. No, the Holy Spirit is teaching me you're nothing more than what God has made you. Don't try to create something or live in a false reality. Is somebody praying for me today. What we find is that the prophet Jeremiah, God begins to speak to him. And God lets him know that I've called you. I've ordained you. I've got a work for you to do. But I formed you and knew you in the womb. A part of Brother Fred's testimony, and he's going to be sharing, I'm sure, some of it today, was that even when his mother didn't want him. But how many of you know, if God says live... Oh, somebody better get, I said, if God says live, because for some of us, we got here and the enemy told us and the doctors told us and folks said, oh, you're not going to make it. You're not going, you know, or, or you're not going to live to this age or you're not going to see the, how many know the devil is a lie. If God has set my path before me, he's going to walk with me. He'll be with you. He will take care of you. It says in the word, he says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Anybody glad that God knows you? I love the song that we sing. He knows my name. But I'm so glad he knows more than my name. How I many you know he knows you from the inside out? The prophet here is sharing and he's letting us know. He says, I, I knew you. He says, before you were born, I sanctified you. Before you got here, I ordained you a prophet to the nation." Then if you notice, the prophet wants to look at where he is at that time. Be careful how you view yourself today. Come on, come on. Sister Carlotta helped us out. But be careful where you see yourself today. Because you see, there's a few of us, we see where God has taken us. And our character has changed. Our minds, everybody say mindset. Our mindset has to, now I'm, I'm, I'm preaching the word today. This is not a motivational speech. This is to let you know that God knew you before you knew your mother, before you knew your father, uh, before you came out the womb. The plans that God had for your life, it's happening now. He's moving you through your process. But you as a child of God, you got to stand on his word. 
You've got to recognize that ah, people might not see me and know me, but I'm so glad God knows me. They tell your neighbor, say, thank God for the it factor. Come on, come on now. Thank God for the it factor. And, and so the prophet begins to talk to God. He lets him know. He says, but I'm, I'm young. I'm a youth. God is saying to his people today, don't make excuses. Don't make excuses. Don't say what you can't do. Because how do you know with God on your side? You can accomplish everything you need to accomplish with God working with you. And so immediately God has to straighten him out and let him know that uh, you're not who you think you are right now. And what I love about God, God is not concerned about age. God can use you at a young age. God can use you if you're 99. It, oh, it doesn't matter. See, oh... I know we as people, we, you know, feel like, well, they, they haven't matured. I mean, I know some young people a little more mature than some seniors. Come on now. And what I want you to understand is that uh, a maturity starts with knowing who God is in your life. And so God begins to speak to him and God makes it clear. He says, listen, uh, because I've called you, he says, don't say that you're a youth. Don't make that excuse. But he lets him know that, listen, where I'm going to send you, what I'm getting ready to do through you, the it factor has already been established in your life. I know who you are. I know what I'm getting ready to do through you. I know where I'm taking you. I know the steps that I've ordered for you your life how many of you know sometimes we get frustrated come on well god i'm you know i see this happening over here and you're doing this for that one how many of you understand uh you need to keep your eyes on god and thank god for what he's doing for you i'm not going to compare my life with somebody else i'm not going to compare my journey with somebody else as long as god's got me as long as god is with me you see it's the it factor that makes a difference many of us we have testimonies and we share our testimonies and 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 sometimes how I mean, you know you see people but you don't really know where they came from and then what i'm learning is be careful because you can see a person all dressed up and their wealth and demeanor make you think one thing but oh if you sit down and talk to them Come on now. Come on. Oh, oh, so many. Come on. I, 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 I'm talking about if you're really willing to sit down and hear the back story. See, we see people after they've arrived. We see people after they've accumulated what God has blessed them with. But, if, but sometime if you really let them tell you, I see you, Colston. I'm not going to pull you out today. But see, we see people after they already have a title and they're already in position. And we see what God is doing through them. And we see, oh, but you don't know. You don't, oh, you didn't see me when I was in the gutter. You didn't see me when I was going through. You didn't see me when I had the addiction. You didn't see me when my parents and family were pushing me to the side. You didn't know. You didn't hear the folks that lied on me. You didn't see the people that talked about. You don't even know the people that's jealous of me but God said the it factor because you've got it come on because you've got it uh, uh, because God is working in your life tell your neighbor don't make excuses trust God and so and so what we see here in this text and I'm going to move forward but I wanted to lay this foundation because you see the people didn't call Jeremiah God called him and see that's where you got to be careful you don't hear me just uh, you know talking so much about um, you know different things and positions and titles because in this season where we are now you need to be able to minister to people where they are your title is not, the, the, no, that's not going to help them. They need to know what did God do for you? Who are you in God? And then sometimes people say, well, how did you get to that place? You, it's the it factor. And God said, you know who the, the it factor is? Jesus. When Jesus stepped in my life, help me, Holy Ghost. Is somebody praying for me? But then you have to notice God makes it clear. He says to him now, 
He says, he says, whatever I command you to do. He says, he says, he says, whatever I command you, you shall speak. And then he says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of their faces. Don't be afraid of the naysayers. Don't be afraid of people who don't have the faith that you have. Oh, I, you know, they analyzing and the, and the, and the analytical mind and trying to figure out how I can, how many of you have found that some things you just take to God and say, God, it's in your hands. I'm taking my hands off. And then anything you bring to this altar today, leave it here. Don't pick it back up. Come on. Anything you bring to God. and put, Oh, oh, come on, Brother Bobby. Years ago, we put you in his hands. Come on. Oh, the doctors said the heart was this in the heart. And I'm preaching to somebody today. The doctor will have his diagnosis, but I'm so glad God's got the answer. I'm so glad that God can fix whatever man can't fix. God has a way. Oh, because he's saying you need to know it's the it factor the same two people walked in the doctor's office but one walked in doubting and not knowing who but oh but another one walked in saying but God is on my side I know he's a healer I'm healed by his stripes one walked in and she had doubt she listened to what the doctor said and after she got the diagnosis she went home and she was depressed and in depression and oh but the other one walked out saying but God God can heal. God is over. The other one came out with victory saying, thank you, doctor. I've heard what you got to say. Now I'm going to the throne of God. I'm taking it to God. I'm going to the master physician. My God, I somebody say the in factor. I see you, brother Larry. See, oh, it's some, it's some witnesses in here today. There's some folks that'll tell you, oh, if I had time to tell my story. Don't be afraid. God said we don't have time for fear in this season. You're going to hear it this afternoon. No weapon. No weapon. You're going to hear it. No weapon. Come on. I know there's noise out there now. and stuff. God said my people know my voice. And another they will not follow. Is somebody praying for me? And then what we find here, he lets him know. He says, I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. And the blessing is, he says, the Lord put forth his hand, touched my mouth, and said to me, behold, I have put my words. Everybody say, his word. The key to this today is you got to know the word of God for yourself. I said, you've got to know his word for yourself. You don't have time to wonder and guess and try to figure out, well, you know, I've seen him do it for this one. And I know, I know, I'm, um, you know, I've heard this test. No, no. At this point, it's not about what you heard. It's about what you know. It's about who you're standing on. I'm standing on this platform because I know it's secure. I know it's going to hold me. I know that it was built in a way where it, it can sustain me. If I decide to jump, uh, it will sustain me. What I'm trying to get you to understand is that as long as you're standing on the word of God and believe his word, I'm talking to those who don't just read the word, but at some point, the word should read you. Oh, I feel like preaching today. Come on. The word should show you who you are. Is somebody praying for me? Let's go over to Ezekiel very quickly over here in Ezekiel. Ezekiel the 36th chapter. And I'm just about finished. Ezekiel the 36th chapter over here beginning in verse number 25. He makes it clear. I'm going to tie this right together. He says, then I will sprinkle clean water on you. You shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness. Uh Uh-oh. Whole lot of people, that's where they check out. Oh, that's, that's not me. No, he's talking to you. The filthiness. 
And it's not, see, we love to point at certain sins. We love to categorize sin. We love to put people, oh, no, you involved in, oh, God is saying sin is sin. I don't care what category you put it in. I don't care how you label it. I don't care how you try to justify it. I'm preaching to somebody online today. God is saying when you get it right with him, when you bring it to him, and, and, and now none of us are perfect. So let your neighbor know, uh, God is still working on me. He's working on me. And I know he's, thank you, Martha. And I know he's working on you. I know Brother Brian going to say amen. All right. How many of you have found, um, you know, you got to be careful how you want to put yourself in a certain place. Because we feel, listen, when you walk in with God, it's not about how many years you've been here. God said he's not handing out no watches. God said he don't have no special plan for the 10-year category, the 15-year category, the 20-year. God said you can be here one day and be in the same place as the same person that's been here 50 years. Oh, I'm going to preach it today because God said the it factor happens when you come to him, when you confess your sins and give it to him. He said, I will clean you up. I will deliver you. He, he said, I, that's what I will do but you gotta come to him and allow him to sprinkle clean water I said clean water why would you get in a shower and dirty water's coming out come on now God said be careful cause a whole lot of us we don't want the clean water we'd rather take a mud bath God said you better get the clean water because see, the clean water represents the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit sprinkles the clean water over you, you begin to see that, hey, I didn't even know I needed to be washed. I didn't understand what was going on. But God says, I will cleanse you. I will. I'm not talking about the baptismal. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost baptizing you with his spirit. Is somebody praying for me? Let me get ready to wrap this up. Everybody say clean water makes a difference. How many of you all know after you've been extremely active? Well, let me find out how many of you all go to the gym and all of that. You go to the gym. How many of you, if you take a good walk or, you know, you do something, how many of you know at a certain point you feel like, ah, I better get in that shower? Oh, my Lord. Do we have to have a hygiene class? Come on now. But how many understand that that's the way the Holy Spirit is? He refreshes you. He sprinkles you with that clean water. But it's in the process of that washing, you begin to see, oh God, I didn't even know that was there. I didn't know I felt that way. I didn't know that was in my heart. Now I'm preaching to me right now. But if the shoe fits, you can put it on. But what I want you to understand is that so many times we think one thing, but until the Holy Spirit really reveals and begins to clean us and understand, come, you get an understanding of, oh God, I needed to get rid of that. Tell your neighbor, say, that's the it factor. And I want to point out one more, oh bless you, Sister Portia. I want you to see this here. He, you see what I love here? He says, then, ah, in verse number 26, he says, I will give you he, he says, I will cleanse you from all your filthiness, from all your idols. Everybody say idols. Uh, material things. Say material things. Yeah, yeah, that's the idol. I'm not talking about no statues. No, I'm talking about the things that we're going after more than we're going after God. The things that we feel like I have to have. Oh, no, I knew, well, uh, you know, so-and-so. No, 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 there's certain things people have I don't even desire. That's not for me. That's not the will of God for me. But how many of you know anything I want, he'll give it to me. I'm talking to the, oh, thank you, Linda. I, I, I say anything I need, he's going to provide it. Thank you, Lord. They gotta, he, says, he says, I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you the heart of flesh. That's the it factor. That's, oh, no, your heart is a part of it. Because the heart. 
has to be right. You see, it's the heart that now begins to mess with the mindset. If I allow someone to just get to my heart, and that's why so many of you, and I got to share with you how the Holy Spirit revealed it to me. He said there's some things and some people, after you release it, you got to release them. And you got to understand that they're not going to change, but God has changed you. Oh, I hope somebody wrote that down. You see, you're waiting on the, the, God said, stop waiting on that person. God said, look at what I'm doing in you. Look at how I'm elevating you. Look at how I'm maturing you. Don't tell me you've been walking with God and the first negative thing you hear, you get upset. You want to, the devil is a lie. The negative is fine. They know they talked about Jesus. They lied on him. Come on. Oh, they did all, but he knew who he was. You got to know who you are and you got to know that you possess the it factor. And how many know you got to get rid of that heart of stone? Come on now. Oh, you, oh, you got to let that go. It's time to recognize in this season where we are, you got to love people. I said people, not just the people you like. You got to treat everybody right. I'm talking about the it factor. Don't tell me, well, I'm so uh, sanctified in this. No, no, but you don't treat people right. Come on. You don't, you don't act right. Come on. You, oh, you don't respect certain people. No, it, it doesn't matter, saved or not. I'm going to respect you. I'm not going to disrespect any ladies. I'm not going to talk bad. Of, uh, the devil is a lie. God didn't call me to be your judge. God told me to love you. God told me to respect you. God told me he'll save you. He'll deliver you. That's not my job. My job is to be his ambassador. Ambassador. Oh, I feel like preaching today. My job is to be his ambassador. My job is to let the it factor be seen. And people see Jesus and not me. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me understand that we're in a season where younger people I'm finding have a way of viewing you. And all they need to do is hear a little bit of what you got to say. And they know who you are. See, that's where something, no, no, now I'm, 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 I'm sharing with all of you. Because this is where people are today. People know when your heart is in the right place. Come on. Certain situations, certain conversations that come up, immediately I'm turning it back to God. I said, I'm turning the conversation. No, I'm not going to allow you to pull me into you, what you... No, no, no. I'm going to turn. Help somebody praying for me. I'm going to turn the conversation. And if you refuse to turn, I got to keep moving. Because I can't allow your filth and your mess and garbage and what you want to talk about and who you want to talk about and who you want to discredit and who you want to disrespect. The devil is... I'm not going to listen to it. Talking about the it factor. God said, you've got to recognize and know the heart of God. How many of you know God took his time and saved you? And you didn't pay for it. Jesus paid it all. Is somebody praying for me? I'm going to close on this note. And he makes it clear. I love this. uh, uh, Yes, that verse 27 where he says, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgment. I want you to hear that and do them. And what I love about God, and this is where we have to be in this season, you have to have the spirit of Christ dwelling in you. I'm always excited anytime I hear Deacon Phil on the prayer line and I'm taking notes, Deacon Phil, while you're praying and while you're teaching and while you're preaching. If you want to hear Deacon Phil preach, you got to listen to him on the prayer line because, oh, Deacon Phil is some kind of preacher. But what I need you to understand is that I don't just listen to him for what he's saying, but God gives him nuggets. God gives him things that now when it hits me and so after after I hang up the phone, the Holy Spirit said, did you hear that? No, I don't have to listen to Bishop Jakes. I can hear Deacon Phil. I can hear Elder Colston. 
I love to hear Sister Carolyn pray. She's awesome in prayer. I love to hear Minister Diane. And what I'm trying to get you to understand is that God has a way of using those that he chooses to use. Don't feel like, well, because I know them and I know this and I, the devil, you don't, you don't even know what you think you know. What you've got to understand is that if God is speaking to you, he'll use whatever vessel he chooses. The question is, are you listening? Tell your neighbor, don't judge the vessel. Hear God. I said, hear God. Hear his voice. Let me close with this final scripture. I want you to see this here. My final scripture, Ezekiel. Yes. Yes. I know. My final scripture, 2 Corinthians 5.17. And I'm finished. Because I need you all to understand that God is doing a new thing. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Tell your neighbor, you're looking at a new creature. Oh, yeah, come on now. You're looking at a new creature. You see, the problem is we have too many saints that are dealing with artificial intelligence. Too many saints. Come on, too many saints. You, th- you, oh, you, uh, 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 you think God is your speaker that you speak to. What is it, uh? Uh, 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 what you all call her? He, he, huh? Uh, no, there's another one that you all have at home. That you all, come on, you all call that name out. Uh, uh, what's the name? Uh, Alexa. God said, uh, he's not Alexa. He's not going to do what you tell him to do. He's not going to play what you want him to play. God said he's not artificial intelligence. God said when you speak to him, he's going to speak back with his voice. And the question is, are you listening? You see the new creatures. I'm not talking about the old creatures. Because God said we have some creatures and we have some creature features. We have some people who show up on Sunday and want to be new creatures. But if you happen to meet them during the week, there's another feature. And it's not God. Oh, I feel like preaching today. God said the it factor. The it factor brings you to a place where if you love me today, you need to love me tomorrow. If you're going to be respectful today, respect me tomorrow. If you're walking with God today, walk with him tomorrow. You got to get to that place where the it factor. Because I'm a new creature. And then God said the blessing about new creatures he said, old thing. Tell your neighbor, say old things. The old mindset. The old mind. Oh, it's got to go. I'm not calling nobody old, but I'm telling you, if you got an old mindset, love to go back in the day. Love to remember when. The, I don't have time to remember when. I'm looking forward. I'm trying to say, God, what you're getting ready to do tomorrow. I'm excited about what God's going to do in this place this afternoon. Some of you don't understand, but the Holy Spirit said, Oakland needs this right now. I said, Oakland. It's amazing, and I thank God for our pastor. And we thank God for Sister Gigi. But it amazes me how other cities, all kind of concerts, artists, other people, but for some reason, Oakland, we get left out. Come on. We, I shouldn't have to go to San Jose to see it. No, no. God said, why can't it be right here? The blessing is I was talking to Fred Hammond on yesterday. He said, I remember when your mother brought the wine-ins here. He said, I was playing with the Winans and we played right here. He said, I remember that. He said, I'm so glad to see there is a church that's still on the wall. There is a church that's still blessing the community. There is a ministry that understands young people need to hear the sounds of worship that were back in the day. But oh, bro, but, but, but what Brother Fred taught us yesterday, he said, I had to make it relevant. Somebody missed it. That we're making it relevant. It's not that we change in the gospel. It's not that we switching up, but we're bringing it right into today. I'm sorry about those of you that's still living in yesterday. How long you gonna live in yesterday? God said, "You oh another message. I feel it coming up." God said, "You gotta step into today." Because it's the same gospel. It's still amazing grace. Come on. It, it, oh, it's still my soul. It is well with my soul. 
It's just a different way to sing it, but it is well with my soul. Amazing grace. If you call on Jesus, he will answer prayer. There's a few of us, remember, you still can stretch out. I said stretch out on Jesus. The it factor. Anybody glad that you have it? Anybody glad that one day, Brother Larry, I know you glad. See, I know you glad. And the blessing is, see, sometimes we fail to realize, and I'm, I'm, I'm closing right now. Sometimes we fail to realize that it was God himself. Sister Terry, God himself took his good time when others abandoned us, when others didn't see what he saw in us. That's why he tells Jeremiah, I saw you in the womb. I knew you. When your mom and daddy made you, I knew you. And I knew what you were going to do. Now let me close with this because you see, because you have the it factor, I'm talking to you, Sister Rebecca. Because you have the it factor, I'm talking to you, Shwamika. Because you have the it factor, talking to you, Sister Levette. Because you have the it factor, because God is working in you and doing great things in you, it causes people to get upset. Oh, but I'm so glad God has delivered me from the jealous. I'm talking about me. Because oh, whole lot. They, you know, they, they're trying to figure out. And I, I pray this young couple, I pray that they understand and know that even because of your father's prayers, I believe that's Brother Mackay over there. Is that the right name, young man? And, and this young man, you need to understand because of your father's prayers, because he brought you into the house of God, and because he prayed over you, and because he's spoken into your life, and to, you have the it factor. Uh, Bishop Reams did it for me. She told me, she says, get ready because a whole lot of people, because they don't like me, they're not going to like you. But she said, don't you take it personal. She said, don't you get upset. She said, you love them more and more. She said, but because I've learned how to love the jealous, she said, because the jealous will be jealous. The haters will be haters. The naysayers will keep saying nay. Come on. The devil will continue to be devils the demons will be demons but God said I've given you power I've given you strength I've put in you the it factor there's something in you it's the chance the it factor stand to your feet stand to your feet stand to your feet oh can I finish it next week how many of you thank God that you know you have the it factor? Sister Terry, while I was working on this message last night, the Holy Spirit brought you right to me. He said, Sister Terry, shouldn't have all that property, enjoying the things of life, if you looked at her past. But what I love about God, he said, he knew you. He knew you. When you were formed in the womb. Brother Danny, he knew you. And what I love about God, he says, yes, you're going to make mistakes. Because I know you. That's you. But when you recognize the it factor, what I've done in you, what I've placed in you, who I've called you to be, where I'm going to take you. I see you, Minister Scott. I see you. Thank God for the it factor because it makes the difference. Pastor Brondon Ream, Senior Pastor of Center of Hope Community Church of Oakland. This has been the Church of the Week, showcasing churches and pulpit ministries from across the greater San Francisco Bay Area. To nominate your congregation for Church of the Week, please email us the name and address of your pastor and church along with a link to your church's website to churchoftheweek at salemsf.com. 
Again, that's the name and address of your pastor and church, along with a link to the website and email to churchoftheweek at salemsf.com. While all submissions will be considered, not every submission is guaranteed airtime. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure to tune in again next week at this time for the Church of the Week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.